There's some really good programs that are run through the Community Foundation of Eastern Connecticut. And also, we'll talk this morning about the Center for Housing Equity and Opportunity. As I am joined this morning by two ladies to talk about that, as we have Miriam Elahi, the president and CEO of the Community Foundation of Eastern Connecticut, and also Beth Sibelia, who is the new center director for the Center for Housing Equity and Opportunity, C-H-E-O. Ladies, good morning. Thank you for joining me for today. And Miriam, let me start with you. Tell us what the Community Foundation of Eastern Connecticut is and what things you do for our community. Thank you so much for having us on on your show, Wayne. And the Community Foundation of Eastern Connecticut, which is one of some 15 community foundations in Connecticut, uh, spans the eastern third of the state, and we serve the community. We provide uh, services for folks who are philanthropically minded and committed to providing uh, support for their community. We aim to create a resilient, thriving community in eastern Connecticut through supporting our nonprofits that work throughout eastern Connecticut. We uh, support nonprofit leaders to do advocacy uh, at the state level, municipal level, to ensure that the needs of our people in this part of the state are heard and addressed. And uh, obviously, we partner very closely with other funders and and uh, nonprofits to ensure that we are delivering uh, services. For example, throughout uh, the uh, COVID period, we created a neighbor for neighbor fund, and we raised over a million and a half dollars right back into our communities to support very basic needs and rights. Uh, we advocated for ARPA monies through all municipalities to uh, be committed, at least 30% of those monies to be committed to early childhood care, affordable housing, and uh, mental health. And in addition to awarding over $8 million in grants each year to nonprofits in the 42-town eastern Connecticut region, you've also focused the foundation on working to affect actual system change in several priority areas. Tell me about the system change and what those priority areas are. Thank you for asking. Yes, we, uh, we decided that, you know, basically we could forever do what many people may think of as Band-Aid work, very, very essential grant giving to support nonprofits that are delivering services. But if we're not addressing the very basic problems of people not being able to meet their needs, uh, we, are, we are not uh, really addressing the root causes. So we've been doing advocacy work collectively with others at the state level, for example, as part of our Center for Housing Equity and Opportunities, we have been working with Partnership for Stronger Communities, which is uh, one of the organizations that has been very focused on bringing about change through legislation in Hartford. We have pulled together about a little bit over a dozen leaders of nonprofits uh, throughout our region that focus on these three areas, mental health, uh, early childhood and affordable housing, and together we have been doing advocacy with our legislative leaders. And uh, and I think if you look at 
the whole structure and goals of the Center for Housing Equity and Opportunities in Eastern Connecticut, that is all about system change. And I mentioned the $8 million in grants. Where does that money come from? Yeah, very good question. Grants and scholarships, I would say, because as we all know, to lift our young people, scholarships play a big role. It's all uh, so interesting. The foundation is entering uh, its 40th year of existence this year, and it's all folks who are philanthropically minded, who have created a fund at the foundation that is part of our endowment, and these funds uh, provide a spending amount uh, of about four, four to six percent annually, and that is the spendable. That is the grants that go out annually to support all these various initiatives. So people long, long time ago who thought, oh my God, I care so much about where I live and I want to make sure that I'm supporting children and youth and the environment and and basic needs, etc., and I'll create a fund at the foundation. Either let them decide where the needs are greatest and put down that spendable, or I will kind of have a designated fund that says, I really care about environmental justice. I want it to go to the environment, or I care about youth to have mentors, and I'd like that to be. So all of these funds together, which are over 550 funds at the foundation, together contribute to bringing about that $8 million that we've been able to give out as grants annually. And one of the priority areas that Miriam is referring to is affordable housing with backing from several entities, including Eastern Connecticut State University and Connecticut College. The foundation has established a Center for Housing Equity and Opportunity. They recently hired a director, and that new director, Beth Sibilia. Beth joins us this morning, too. Beth, good morning. Give a little overview on what the Center for Housing Equity and Opportunity in Eastern Connecticut is all about. Good morning, Wayne. Thank you for having us on. The mission of the Center for Housing Equity and Opportunity is to align a diverse group of practitioners, policymakers, residents, and community organizations to collectively identify and build upon community-driven what Miriam was talking about, um, you know, you set the goals, and data-informed solutions that preserve, protect, and produce safe and affordable housing in Connecticut. And what exactly is your role as the director? What things will you basically be focusing your energies to improve the status of housing in eastern Connecticut? Great question. We, it, we invited um, more than, we had collected rather, more than 120 people in March to talk about what they determine the focus areas of the center should be. As a result of that, we have three discrete work groups that are working on affordable housing protection and preservation, affordable housing production, let's build more, and capacity building, how do we support those that are building more, and changing the narrative around what it means when we're talking about housing that's affordable. Real estate prices have skyrocketed in the last couple of years or so. How does that impact housing equity in eastern Connecticut? Oh, really great question. Before I joined the center, I was a real estate lawyer for 26 years. Um, so I saw all facets of the real estate market, including the pandemic boom um, that we saw in real estate. 
the problem that Connecticut is facing is not just home values, but lack of inventory on on all spectrums of the housing uh, market. We have people that are essentially stuck in place because there's no available inventory to go. For example, my folks were living in a center entrance, you know, two-story colonial. They looked for three and a half years for a ranch. Um, so, and I hear, heard that over and over and over again. I had a client in Gales Ferry, 80 years old, with two disabled children at home and worried about the future of her children in light of the fact that she can't live forever. There's no place, adequate, safe, connected place for them to live. Beth, are you an advocacy group, or if someone is looking for affordable housing, maybe having difficulty with it, do they then contact directly the Center for Housing Equity and Opportunity? Meaning, do you deal with individuals, or are you more of an advocacy and dealing with lobbying and legislature, things like that? Yeah, so what we're doing is we're focusing the regional um, service organizations, developers, banks, um, cross-sectoral partners in health, um, other industries, to talk about what their needs are in housing. We do not act as a referral service for, say, you know, Joe Smith coming in, but because we know and have been working with these partners, certainly if Joe Smith called, we could, you know, connect him to the right service provider or send him in the right direction. Really what we're trying to do is build, you know, Connecticut doesn't have county government. So we're trying to build a regional coalition to address the housing shortage needs and the lack of affordability in every town in eastern Connecticut. Beth, the Center for Housing Equity and Opportunity launched on March 19th. We're two and a half months out from that now. Has it essentially accomplished how your vision had it back on March 19th? Maybe you've exceeded that vision? Yeah, so we, we do have a regional convening that's occurring on Monday, the 12th, at Eastern. Um, as, as Miriam said, Eastern, or you said, rather, Eastern Connecticut State University is one of our partners. And what we'll be doing is discussing the focus areas of the work groups and asking for input on how to move that agenda forward. In the uh, fall, we anticipate that we'll have some narrative change work um, to present to the region and start kicking off conversations about how to talk about housing that's affordable. Look, Wayne, the, the decisions, quite frankly, are made at the local level when it comes to planning and zoning and the like, and that really is what our focus is right now while feeding into our larger partner like the partnership or the other um, organizations for those lobbying efforts to take our advocacy to Hartford. And back to Miriam Elahi, the CEO and president of the Community Foundation of Eastern Connecticut. You've also focused the foundation on working to affect actual system change in those priority areas we talked about. Do you feel that that has been successful or is there, well, more work to be done? Thank you for that question. And, uh, you know, we actually got together last night uh, with some of our partners at the table and we are so disappointed by this legislature failing to address affordable housing at this moment in time when, uh, you know, it's, it's a bipartisan group meeting with the governor recognizing that housing is problem number one, two, three, and yet they failed to address it. So we believe very strongly that housing is not a partisan issue. It is not a political issue. It's a human issue. It's an economic issue. If we want Connecticut to thrive, 
We need to invest in our communities. We need to make sure that people can live where they work, where they want their kids to go to good schools, and to be able to to afford that. And unfortunately, there are those who would like to keep Connecticut very divided in terms of this is where wealthy people live and this is where others live who are blocking these efforts. And so we've learned a lot by being more hands-on and trying to impact legislation about how important it is to get the voices of everyday folks, people who work hard in their communities, people need their voices to be heard by their representatives. Otherwise, it's, it's, we're not going to move the needle forward on this, on this important issue. Miriam, specifically, what were you looking for from the legislature in this budget? We were, there were several bills that were focused on housing, and uh, they were focused on improving uh, funding for housing to exist for people to be able to live in places where they have easy access to transport to get to their work. They were focused on providing more uh, voucher uh, uh, support for people who are kind of uh, for working class people, people who are struggling to make ends meet. And uh, the uh, one of the leaders of the legislature himself had a housing bill that uh, would have addressed some of the difficulties for people who are, who cannot afford housing. And none of these bills moved forward because clearly there was there was. Uh, not consensus across the lines uh, in, in both parties uh, to support it. So what we were looking for is for, for uh, any kind of recognition that this is all tied together, right? People having access to affordable housing, being able to uh, afford uh, transportation to work, being able to uh, have their uh, early childhood care be in, in places which are safe and affordable and to have access to food security issues. So all of these are issues that those of us who have uh, more difficulty making ends meet on, on, on uh, the salaries that we gain need to feel that, that the communities here in Connecticut are welcoming them and making it affordable for them. And so the bills, the various bills, three or four bills that were up on housing, none of them have uh, were, were moved forward. And that was the big disappointment. Safe to assume in the next legislative session you'll pick that ball up again? For sure we will. But this is, this is what the, the hard lesson we learned uh, the next session next year is a short session, and uh, people generally feel that short sessions, nothing happens. They, they prime up for the, for the big session. So we've lost time, and that, as we all know, every day is a struggle for, for working families who are trying, who have to make choices, hard choices about where to invest their dollars. And, uh, we particularly feel that we need to have a very hard conversation with our representatives. I will also say the governor has a rainy day fund, and we are asking if it's not raining now, when, and why not invest in the future of our communities, future of our kids, by putting a percentage of that rainy day fund into affordable housing in all of our communities. 
And we need to think differently about affordable housing. It is creating welcoming communities in each and every one of our towns so that people who work at our, you know, whether it's our Marshalls, CVS, the food stores, etc., don't have to commute two hours to get to work. They live there. They, they are integrated and accepted and welcomed into part of our communities because we're all one together, and that's how we succeed and thrive. And lastly, for Beth, the uh, director of the Center for Housing Equity and Opportunity, you said there's a second large convening of interested parties open to the general public on Monday at Eastern Connecticut State University. Okay, how do interested parties get involved and where do they go? Do they have to sign up? What time, et cetera? Sure. Um, so our convening is at the Betty T- is in the Betty Tipton room at Eastern Connecticut State University. If people are interested in joining the efforts of the Center for Housing Equity and Opportunity, um, they can certainly email me. That emails Beth at thehousingcollective.org. Um, you know, we're more than we're, we're hoping to reach a broad coalition of folks whether it be homeowners or renters that are being adversely impacted by spending more than 30% of their income on housing. Beth Sibilia, the new center director of the Center for Housing, Equity, and Opportunity, joined by Miriam Elahi, the president and CEO of the Community Foundation of Eastern Connecticut, here to bring people together to work toward a healthy, thriving, sustainable Eastern Connecticut. Beth, Miriam, thank you very much for joining me this morning. Thank you, Wayne. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.